uh, remind me to get back to that. Welcome to the Two Unemployed Radio Guys podcast uh, with Schmonty and Rody. I am Schmonty. I'm Rody, obviously. Yes, you are. <laughs> Definitely not you. Yeah, this is. You know what I've realized is that doing the doing the the dual sh- dual person show and not being able to see the other person makes it a little difficult. Why is that? Because you can't see like the facial expressions and you know stuff like that, or what? Facial expressions or just like nonverbal cues. You know what I mean? And I'm sure as we, as we go along, we're going to become like just super professional. Yeah, of course. With it, but in my head, it in my head, it's like when I finish talking, I'm always like, "Oh man, is there going to be a long pause?" Or like when you finish saying something, in my head, I'm going, uh, "Am I supposed to respond to that now? Do I talk?" You're supposed to be a broadcast professional. Verbal quotes, man. Verbal quotes around that. So. Uh, the name of the podcast, Two Unemployed Radio Guys, because Rody and myself are, in fact, both two unemployed radio <laughs> guys. And at one point, we were both employed at the same radio station, and that was KDKB in A Phoenix. couple times, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple times for me. You had, now, you, you were you there. Left. You, it was just me who came back a couple times. Yeah, you have like the on again, off again relationship in that building. I I was there, and then I drove that station into yeah, the way ground. To go. Yeah, I mean, I I personally didn't do it, but I always tell people that just because it it's great to see the reaction on the faces of people They're like, oh yeah, you were at KDKB in Phoenix. What happened to that? Oh yeah, I drove that sucker into the. How ground. How do you think I feel that I was at two stations that both flip formats? What other station flip formats that you I were at? I was at, at um, WRDU in Raleigh before I made the first trip to Phoenix in 2007. And we flipped from classic rock to country. And um, and they didn't keep you well, on? Here, here, this is a funny story, actually. So there, there were rumors from the time I started there in 2005 that the station was going to flip. And that station had been two-time Rolling Stone Station of the Year back in the 90s. It was a kick-ass radio station. Okay. And um, so I got there in 2005. So it was long after, I guess, what you might call the station's heyday of being Station of the Year by Rolling Stone, right? And so, you know, like I said, there was rumors and everything of station flipping, whatever. It's like, dude, that stuff goes on all the time. You don't really think about it. Well, it got to be like August, September-ish of 2006, and there was some changes coming. Man, you could feel it in the building. There were big wigs from Clear Channel that were in the building, and it was like, dude, something's going to happen. And we thought, we thought the station was going to go back and be this kick-ass rock and roll station, you know, playing new rock and you know, some classics and just going to be an in-your-face rocker again because that's really when it made its money and had its, you know, and had its heyday. And, um, well, funny story, but couldn't have been more wrong. Um, <laughs> so so here's what happened. So before these rumors really started going and, and big wigs started coming in and stuff, we had had a meeting about whether the station needed a mascot. And we sat in this meeting talking about 
mascots and should we have one shouldn't we have one and everybody's like dude the station's you know 21 years old why would you possibly get a mascot now like that's crazy and I jokingly said we should get a rooster and we can be the cock of the walk for rock (laughs) just being stupid right like right I never thought it would happen I was you know it's kind of like I I thought about like the um I think it's MMS that has the buzzard and uh, I think there's a couple other radio stations use like a buzzard or, you know, that type of bird as their mascot. Right. So, I, like I said, I was joking around. And, of course, when I threw it out there, everybody just kind of looked at me like, that's not funny. Right. I was like, of course, it's not funny. It's stupid. But I would just like to go on the air and be able to say cock of the walk and thought it would be funny. So fast forward a few months later, big wigs are in town. All this stuff is going down. And... um we, we had been told, basically, like, something's going down. They started promoting on the other radio stations in the building that a change was coming. They wouldn't say what station at first. Then they said, you know, WRDU, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So so what are you, what are you thinking in your head I am honestly, when you hear... Your station's call letters are in the crosshairs. Are you thinking like, all right, yes, we're going back and we're going to be the the rockin' MFers? I did. I I really felt like at that point that that's what was going to happen just based on the people in the building and stuff like that. And like I said, why would I think it was going to go any any different direction than what it had been for 21 years? You know, it was a rock station. And, um, And initially it had started out as a country station, I think, for just the first few years. And then it went rock and had all its success. So I'm not really thinking anything of it. And but yet I had cleaned my office out just in case. (laughs) And I had my office entirely empty and um, except for like one little box. And I was the promotions director and the night jock at that radio station. So I had a lot invested in that radio station. Um Right. So on October 6th, get it? October 6th, our station was 1061 WRDU. So it just by coincidence. Oh, now I get, now now I I get, get it. it. I didn't know what your damn frequency was. I know I was. forgot to say that. So, <laughs> so kind of weird that they decide to flip the station on October 6th. So we walk in that morning. And my program director at the time was like, so here's the deal. Uh, today at 5 o'clock we go country. The good news is you still have a job. And I was like, uh, doing what? Well, you're going to have to run the John Boy and Billy morning show. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard that show, but it is the most god-awful fucking radio morning show I have ever heard. It is terrible. Is that is that that's that's the real name, the John Boy and Billy? I mean, I guess that plays for the John Boy and Billy Big. Was it the John Boy and Billy Big Radio Show or Radio Big Show or something like? I don't know, man. It was terrible. We used to run it when I worked in in uh, in Virginia, and it's all wrestling and racing and like I just hated it. Right, just these couple of freaking rednecks. But you know what? They're laughing all the way to the bank, and they work like three days a week now. (laughs) So, you know, good for them. I still sit unemployed from radio so yeah so the station flips you know and i got to be the guy who's got to go in the studio and make sure that at five o'clock the station goes from rock to country and uh, so what's that like what's that like being the guy who essentially 
pushes the button. You flip the switch on the electric chair for that rock radio station. Well, it's terrible. It's a terrible feeling because, and, I'll, and, and, and more so in the sense for me, I mean, I had only been there two years, but you know as well as I do that, you know, listeners and people get a real love for their radio station. And, you know, and that was still in a time before, you know, MP3s and, you know, music on your phone and computer and all that stuff really took off, right? So right. there was still that right. love that people had to tune into the radio and listen to you. So, you know, it was totally, and I'm like, why am I the guy? Why do I got, I've only been here two years. Why do I got to do it? Why does anybody got to do it? It's a fucking computer running this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, but that, I mean, that, that's really heavy, man. Like, I don't know. If I would want that burden, right? Because you know, it, in my head, it would be going, "All right, well, all I got to do is push a, a button." I mean, how, you're thinking, how big of a deal is that? But then I would be sitting there during whatever last song was playing, and we'd kind of be like, "Holy crap!" Like after this song is over, as soon as I push this button, this stupid little motion of click done. <laughs> no one, no one in this listening area. For the foreseeable future, you never want to say never because, you know, that station was a country station before it went to rock. It's going back back to country. Who knows? It could go back to rock. But no one in that foreseeable listening area is going to hear this music ever again because of because of your button <laughs> click like that. That would have made me a head case. And if it didn't at the time for you and I just made you a head case now, you are welcome. No, man. I mean, it, you know, it sucked because when it happened, that's exactly the way I felt. I'm like. This is horrible. You know, I mean, I, you know, I picked up and moved my life over, you know, to this side of the country. I was living in Los Angeles before that. And, you know, I had a great two years going. I had, um, you know, I had been, you know, dating a, a, a really nice lady. Um, and like, you know, I was like, man, shit's kind of finally coming together here. I kind of dig it. I liked Raleigh. Raleigh was a cool town. Um, I had a lot of fun right. there. And I'm like, it's almost over. Like, I know at 5 o'clock today, my time is really limited, but I wasn't sure what the plan was. I mean, I still had a job, at least for the short term. Right. So, because my boss was like, well, you you got to do the morning show. You got to run the board. And I'm like, so I got to be here at like 4.30 in the morning for these jackasses? Oh, dude, it was horrible, right? <laughs> I think I was more depressed about having to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> than I was about pushing the button at first, you know? Um, but then, you know, then you kind of go, all right, well, at least I still have a job. So there is that there's the upside. I still have a job. Yeah. It's country. It sucks, but a job is a job. And so, you know, all these thoughts are rolling through your head and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I still got a job. And I remember calling my girlfriend right after my boss had told me and I go, well, guess what? Five o'clock we go country and guess what? We go as country. We turn to 1061 The Rooster, the cock of the walk for country. So did you get any sort of like credit no, or of nod course not. or a bonus for picking the mascot? I don't believe that it was me who actually caused that. Because here was the thing. The operations manager, unbeknownst to me at the time, was really trying to save rdu as a rock station he wanted to be more of a classic hits kind of station but he was trying to save it as a rock station and i kid you not we didn't you know we got along but it was kind of one of those things where it was like when he got when he got let go 
I was like, dude, we can finally play what we want to play for rock. We can finally do a lot of things. And then two days later, it was like, oh, we're going country. Awesome. Womp, womp. So, yeah, so that was... um, that was a uh, that was a sad day, and at that time though, I had already so, been talking to my friend in Phoenix at KDKB to try and get out there to get a gig. So, um, so that's how that all ended up playing out, and then I got fired three days before Christmas, which is always a great feeling. Ho ho ho! Um, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but the great the great part about all of this was. Right before the station flipped, we were supposed to do a promotion with the WWE. <laughs> and we had given we were supposed to give away like 20 box sets of all the WrestleManias, right? <laughs> That's a pretty good prize. And I don't know what the deal was, but I was like, "Fuck you. You are not fucking screwing me over." Fuck this. I took every one of those motherfuckers home and I sold them on eBay. <laughs> I, f- I mean, what, what's the statute of limitations on that? Because I feel like <laughs> admitting that right now, how many years has it been? Is this going to be the first and last episode of this <laughs> podcast in the sense that you're going to be in jail by the time we try to call really, each other it, it and really, sit down for episode look, two? It really wasn't stealing. They stole my job. <laughs> what, what what would you classify it as? You just said if we if we wind back the audio, I took every one of those motherfuckers home and I sold them on eBay. I'm just gonna bleep that part unless out of the podcast. You can, unless you can, unless you can show uh, like proof, like someone from the station signed them over to you. They're like, all right, Brian, here you go. You get to have all these box sets. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty well, sure I'm going to be trying to call you. You're going to be calling me from a jailhouse here, phone Here, next here was week. the thing. I was like, well, you're not going to be using these. We're flipping country. You're not going to use these. Our deal is with the rock station. <laughs> country people love wrestling. <laughs> so I took them all home, and um, and I sold them. And it paid my rent um, for a couple go. of months because here was the other thing. The station owed me about twenty three or twenty five hundred dollars in back talent fees. Okay, so when they flip formats, I'm going. I'm never going to see my fucking money, man. This is bullshit. So the day I get fired, well, first of all, the new PD comes in. They get the new PD in from the for the country station. He walks down to my office and he goes, "How much money are you owed?" The first question he asks me, and I tell him, and he goes, "Okay." And as soon as he walked out of my office, I'm like, the day I see that check is my last day in this building. And probably. And sure enough, I was right. That December 22nd or whatever day that was, um, you know, right around that day, 21st or 22nd, somewhere in there, my operations manager, the new operations manager walks by my office and he goes, hey, when you get off the phone, can you come see me? Sure. No problem. And he walks in his office, then I see the HR girl walk in, and I'm like, dude, or she was like HR business business office you know, woman. Right, and I go, right. dude, I'm getting fucking paid today. Me and my girlfriend are going to fucking party tonight, man. And no sooner than I said that, I was like, I'm also getting fired today. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, man. So I walked into the office, and they were both sitting there, and I said, you know what? Hey, 
it's okay. Like, just let me do what I got to do. And I'll, he's like, no, 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 sit down, sit down. And, you know, of course, they tell me all the crap. And the businesswoman's like, we can't cut you that kind of money. We can't cut you a check for that kind of money. It's got to go through. It's um, got to go through payroll. You, I would have been like, well, you owe it to me. So, but it, how about my lawyer calls you? But it had to go through payroll. They couldn't just cut me a check. For twenty five hundred bucks, they absolutely can. If they, if they're if they're terminating you and they owe you that money, they have to pay it to you before they get rid. Well, of that's you. what I said too. <laughs> but it didn't work out that way, and of course, they ended up screwing me out of about seven hundred bucks in taxes. And uh, yeah, man, so I wasn't really happy about that. But the funny thing was, was after that, well, talent talent fees aren't tax free. They. Like, that's still earned income. You still have to pay the government. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, but, th- like, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> um, we're just going to bleep this entire story out of the podcast because I'll go to jail for one of these things in here somewhere. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, we can get into later your your feud that you have with a certain government agency that calls you weekly trying to collect on <laughs> on uh, student loans or whatever. We can... We could spend a whole episode talking about that, yeah. but let's let's uh, let's finish up rally here and yeah. get, get you. Yeah, to yeah. Phoenix. Sorry. So yeah. So so all that was going down. You know, I get let go. All that shit happens. And but the funny part about that was was after I got fired, the receptionist would call me, and she's like, "Brian, I have a check here for you." <laughs> what? I've got a talent check for you, and I'm like, "Sweet, I'll be there in 20 minutes." And she would meet me downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> walk out to my car. I'd drive up to the door. She'd walk out to my car, hand me my check, and I'd go. <laughs> so I. St- so were you still getting paid for events you weren't doing yeah. after you? Yeah, because those there? clients were finally paying the money for some of those events. So I think I got paid like another four or five times, and, uh, and then that was that. So then finally, oh my god, you you are so you are so going to jail <laughs> by this weekend. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this effing podcast. Who cares? Well, I mean, I, I think that's the only good thing you have going for you right now is that like the first episode of a brand new podcast, I think I read somewhere statistically, gets listened to by like the two idiots that are right. on it and then maybe like a family member who feels bad. Right. And we'll be like, do we sound pretty good? So let's keep doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like my mom now knows that you have committed massive amounts of fraud. And she's probably going to call me after she listens. She's like, ah, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't do any more episodes with that convict. You call it fraud? I call it doing business in the radio industry. <laughs> ah, I guess so. Fair. So after 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 your um, multiple felonious encounters... <laughs> You then made your way to Phoenix. Yep. Then I, you know, me and me and uh, my old boss, who I'd worked for in Virginia, had made it out to Phoenix, and uh, and then he finally was able to pull the trigger. And in March of '07, I landed at KDKB as the full time overnight guy, which totally sucked. But because it's Phoenix, it was cool, and I still had these. Absolutely. You know, I, I still yeah. had like. You know, crazy listeners and you know and all that shit. I just hated being in that fucking building at three a.m. because it's scary as fuck in that building at that time. That is a creepy building. What was the what was the the running assumption that the ghost of Stevie Nicks roamed the hallways? The ghost there? of That's somebody what, uh, roamed the, the Marsha for sure. Yeah, our our front desk um, lady Marsha 
Uh, she was a wonderful woman, but she was convinced, convinced that the ghost of Stevie Nicks, because of some ties that she had, Stevie Nicks with is still alive. A former owner or manager, or no, no, not the ghost of Stevie Nicks, the ghost of uh, Bill Compton. Okay, I don't know who that is. The, but. B- Bill Compton. He was he was a uh, he was an owner or a, a, a GM or something in that building. You know, and that's why they had Compton Terrace named after him, that that uh, thing out at the raceway. And and he had ties to Stevie Nicks, and whenever Stevie Nicks would play, that's what it was, stuff would go <laughs> horribly weird in that building. Yeah, you know, I remember going in, like, on Saturday mornings when, you know, when Scott was doing overnights on the weekends, and I'd go in on Saturday morning, and he's got that giant door that's, like, made out of, like, a two-by-six locked closed and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah dude you realize there's a it's a ghost right like he doesn't have to open the door <laughs> i always liked those doors though because i felt like if ever a zombie apocalypse happened being in that building at that time in that control room anyways and then the little broadcasting cluster there would give you an advantage you know because the way it was set up it's like you you know you walk in the hallway and there's two prod studios on your right and left there's a little screener room down the hall and then diagonal right and left. There's the main studio and the production studio. And like, okay, so one of the one of the uh, little prod studios is the bathroom corner, right? You just designate that right off the bat. Uh, and you can you can seal in the freshness by closing one of those doors. But you had some heavy doors in there, man. Like you would absolutely be and, and you're working on the radio. You can send out your own distress right. signal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you just go in there and you crack the mic and you're like, "Hey, I'm stuck inside this some bitch. Come get me." I, I, I can get into some more stories of being in that studio late at night um, on a different podcast because there are de- there were definitely a few epic nights in there um, where literally I was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's how I ended up at KDKB the first time, and then I only lasted about four months. Because uh, that's when I that's when I thought I was being smart and was going to go back to school, and uh, so yeah, we we well, most of us know how that turned out, um, and uh, now I'm just buried in student debt. And so. if you and if you don't prepare for the bitterness, because right. it's that's a coming, right. it is, it's a coming. So, so then, so we've discussed how we've only taken about 20 minutes of this podcast to, de- de- to discuss that. Um, how did you make it out there? Because you made it out there, uh, after you know, me, I just after I had left. And came back again. So you got out there, what, 2009, 10? 2010. I just kind of showed up. And and that finishes our podcast for this week. <laughs> so subscribe and like and leave comments and share with your friends. <laughs> and thank you for listening uh, to the first episode of the Two Unemployed Radio Guys podcast. Uh, I'm Schmonty. This is Rody, And we'll talk to you next time.